0: Kitty, two, kitty, three, kitty, four. With TNR, Mom don't have no more. Trap King goes, Snip Snip. Trap man goes clip clip. I'm Garrett Bunyak. Welcome to the Silly Curious Podcast. The Silly Curious Podcast combines silliness and curiosity to make learning a smidge more fun. If you own a record label, you can reach me over at CuriositiesPodcast.org. I'm fired up about today's show. Sterling Davis, the Trap King, is joining me to discuss trap-neuter return as an approach to managing feral cat populations. I, of course, love cats. I share my home with Matilda, and she is one of the 90 million cats that live in the comforts of American homes. But there are over 30 million more cats in the United States that live on the streets. For many years in the U.S., free-roaming cats were round up and euthanized, There are perhaps over 600 million cats around the world, and in some countries, such as Australia, the primary way of dealing with feral cats is to kill them. Even in the U.S., millions of cats are still euthanized each year in shelters, and many of them are perfectly healthy. The trap king loves cats as much as I do, so he promotes spaying and neutering feral cats as an alternative to euthanasia. I learned about him when I came across a fantastic YouTube rap video he helped create, and it was titled Adidas, which in this case stands for All I Dream About is Spaying. And he's agreed to talk with me today and explain both this rap as well as this approach called Trap, Neuter, and Release. How are you today, Sterling? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for coming in. No, No problem. Pleasure, man. My pleasure. To my fancy studio here. It's nice, right? <laughs> real fancy, real fancy. <laughs> uh, so you run a business called Trap King Humane Cat Solutions. Did I get that right? Yep, yep. yep. Okay, cool. So tell me, about, tell me about what you do at Trap King.
1: So Trap King is my nonprofit. I started it about a little under three years ago. And the focus is trap, neuter, return, it's, and that's the humane alternative to euthanasia or death for uh, stray and feral cat populations. So it's a it's a process where I go out, I catch the cats in humane traps. Uh, take them to low-cost spay or neuter clinics to get them spayed, neutered, and vaccinated, and then I return them back to their colony.
0: What's the difference between a, a humane trap and one that maybe is inhumane?
1: Well, humane is just, it, I mean, you could have a billion different ways of catching a cat. Humane is just to say that it does not it's not to hurt the cat. The trap uh, is made to where the catch plate, where the door comes down, the cat is completely out of the way. So it's a trap that doesn't hurt the cat. But there are plenty of crazy ways that people do uh, probably try to catch cats that shouldn't be done.
0: And why is it important to take the cats back to their original colonies?
1: It's dangerous for a cat to go into a new territory because the other cats feel like, "Why are you here? We got to beat you up. We don't want you messing with our mates. We don't want you messing with our food." So if you take a cat back to a new area, more than likely the cats there are gonna probably gonna kick his butt. <laughs> <laughs> And so you mentioned it's an alternative to
0: euthanasia. And the the goal of both, I guess, from my understanding, is to control populations of cats. So why do we need to control these populations in the first place?
1: Yeah, well, we're at a point now where, I mean, they are really getting it on. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it's at a point right now where... You, you Two cats turn into eight, eight turn into 16, 24. I mean, and it happens quick. It's important to, to practice TNR because that's, again, it's humanely controlling the population of cats, which I, I know everybody, anywhere you go, you probably can run into some areas where it's heavily populated with cats. And that's the reason why a lot of people feed them. But with feeding them and without doing TNR, it's just giving them fuel to overpopulate and spread disease. And so TNR
0: is kind of your lifeblood, right? Like Trap King is what you do. It's a full-time business, a full-time job, and it seems like you're very busy with it.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 let me tell you, I, I just decided to do this all the way. I was doing music before, and when I decided to do this, worked for a shelter for a while, got some training for about five years. I worked for a shelter, but when I went in, I went completely in. I sold everything I had, got me a conversion van that I call a trap van. I actually live out of that van now. So and that's because you can't afford cat surgeries and rent at the same time. So I I just went full speed ahead, man. Like I, I saw something that I, I love to do. I really I was good at it and it needed more attention. It needed more awareness. It was a lot of people that didn't that still don't know what TNR is.
0: Yeah, yeah. So how does that business work? You're saving money on, on rent and such, but am I'm, I'm just kind of curious
1: how do you do – you you, you're compensated for – Well, actually, I'm a nonprofit, so I don't charge for what I do. and people call me out, they can donate, but I don't charge. A lot of where I get funds from is donations, uh, merch. I have Trap King and Trap Queen merchandise that I sell. Nice. And I also travel around doing presentations. Now, some of those presentations I've been compensated for, and that helps me fund Trap King as well. Like I just came back from an event called The Academy, in Virginia, where I did a presentation on race and rescue, like the different lack of diversity in it. So that was an event where I could go sell some merch, do a presentation, and I can generate some funds like that. So that helps me out.
0: So for the several listeners that actually are tuning into my show and the bots that seem to crawl my website, you can also... Buy some merch (laughs) over at Trap King, uh, Trap King website, which is, what's the... Oh,
1: it's (laughs) www.trapkinghumane.org. Okay, nice. Uh,
0: Yeah, so super important cause. So I know you mentioned you were in music before. What type of music?
1: Uh, I was doing rap. I really wanted a band, though. I was trying to mix rock and rap in a sense. Some weird cross between Jimi Hendrix and Eminem is probably where I would be at, but you know, decided to leave tour and everything, I was actually getting kind of far pretty much where I wanted to be. So it was a little crazy when I decided, hey, I'm about to go do Cat Rescue. <laughs> like, <laughs> every Everybody I knew in Music was like, what in the world is wrong with this dude? Like, you get this far and now this is what you want to do. So what sparked you wanting to go do Cat Rescue? I, You know, I always loved animals, uh, especially cats. So when I found out about TNR and I saw how it was such a lack of diversity and I saw how people took to me, it was like such a big deal that I was loving cats and you know I had cats of my own. So it just seemed like something bigger. Like I love music, but this seemed more so like what you want to leave behind in the world, your, your legacy. So it was like, this is a big deal. Like I could really help not just raise awareness, but educate people on You know, just hyper masculinity and animals as a whole. I used to get told all the time, man, you should have dogs. You should have dogs. Why you got cats? Why you messing with cats? And I'm like, man, a lion is a cat and that's the king of the jungle. So it's like, I wanted, I had an opportunity to really show the world a different type of situation with. Guys and animals. It's cool to have cats. You don't lose cool points for compassion. It's all right. If you got <laughs> cats. <laughs> that's awesome. So, what do you
0: mean by what do you mean by hyper masculinity? I think that's a, an interesting concept. I'm just kind of
1: curious what you mean. Well, with with a lot of young guys growing up, I know for me growing up, it was you know for a guy to have a cat that was like a, a female pet. It's not supposed yeah, to yeah. be a guy pet. Just like a guy's not supposed to paint his nails. I actually. Keep my nails painted very well. I'm real proud of that. But it's a a lot of things like that with hypermasculinity. That's a guy is supposed to do this or a guy is not supposed to do this. And I I just want to break a lot of those stereotypes because you don't have to be this certain way or this certain way. It doesn't take away from who you are if you rescue cats or if you got a dog or if you got a ferret. (laughs) It don't matter kind of on this topic i'm curious about your choice
0: of name based on this kind of critique of hypermasculinity it's kind of funny to me that you call yourself the trap king humane cat solutions but in a way you are the trap king right yeah yeah, yeah. so how did you wrestle with calling yourself the king what was not it like trap man or trap prince
1: or something a little less well it's it goes hand-to-hand with a couple things. For one, Trap King, believe it or not, it's like a very derogatory word. If you look up Trap King in the Urban Dictionary, and I've been asked this before. <laughs> the, the CEO of the company I used to work for was like, hey, did you ever look up Trap King in an Urban Dictionary? I'm like, yeah, I, I know what it is. So it's been, usually the Trap King of the neighborhood has been like the top drug dealer, pimp, boss, just... Big time guy in the neighborhood. Somebody that's been praised a lot. According to Urban Dictionary. Yeah, according to Urban Dictionary. And probably that word is used in... Pretty. It's used in the black community. Not as much as it used to be. But mm-hmm. before, it was somebody that was known as the man, the boss. He was like yeah, yeah. the neighborhood guy. So I wanted to turn that negative into a positive. They don't, It's not used as much, but it's a word that black and brown communities recognize, they grab it. And I wanted to grab that attention. So okay. Trap King and Trap Queen is looked at as like kind of cool. That's one reason for it is the attention I wanted to grab. The other reason for it is because I want people to celebrate it. Like in Rescue, we got things called compassion fatigue and burnout. It's where, you know, people do this so much. they, they be, They're so selfless and they're out here doing everything to rescue somebody else, and they're not saving themselves, so they, they suffer from compassion fatigue. I want to I want people to celebrate it, like, look at this is more so of a rock star lifestyle. So if you out doing it, you're not just a crazy cat lady. You're a trap queen. you out here doing it, you making it happen. If you're a guy doing it, then you're a trap king. So it's, it's not just me saying I'm just the king, but I want everybody that do it to understand that, do what you love. Love what you do. Take pride in it and have fun with it. So you're a trap king. You're a trap queen. I had some young guys yeah, yeah. calling a lady, some crazy witch cat lady in the neighborhood before. And I was like, Nah, that's that's a trap queen right there, man. You know, you know disrespect her. What she's doing is dope. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so in a way, it's reappropriating
0: something that's been used with more negative connotations and replacing or using the same language with yeah. a more positive spin on it.
1: Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it has a better ring to it too yeah. than, tra- than Trap Man. I mean, Trap yeah. Man, Trap Man, Trap Man is cool, yeah. but
0: <laughs> probably not getting as much done. No. <laughs> did you bring any of your experience
1: from the music industry and your background in music with you? Oh yeah, I, I definitely did a lot. of A lot of I think music and being in the military helped me with animal rescue more than anything because it helped me sp- with public speaking. And uh, dealing with different cultures, the entertaining side of it uh, definitely helps because, like I said, I want to bring fun into it. I want it to look not just serious, but fun. I want to educate, but have people have fun with it, too. So being somebody that's into Cats and loving to be around people and entertain people, it definitely helps spread the message.
0: Nice. And you actually brought your music experience to the TNR world in a direct way in creating the, i what from my knowledge until today maybe depending on how this goes the only rap about trap neuter and release right called uh, yeah. S- all i dream about is spain yeah. so well, how so we did got, you come up with this
1: <laughs> we got a, it's it's a couple of them. i did a uh i did a song we called it uh with, with a friend of mine a buddy out in west oakland the cat man of west oakland shout out to Adam uh we did a song called Adidas. And it's it stands for all day I dream about span, so (laughs) that probably was the first. I don't know a video of the TNR song. I don't think I ever heard one before. So we made that one together, and it was it was pretty hilarious. It was fun. We did a video to it, and then we went on. I I went on to do a couple other one. I probably it's probably like five cat songs out there now. Cat raps all about TNR.
0: Oh you, and, uh, oh you, you have five of them?
1: Yeah, I think it's about it's about five of them. Oh. Like I got, I got, it's a few. I just don't have videos for all of them. But oh,
0: okay, um, so where where can someone listen to the ones? SoundCloud. Aren't if if oh, you have SoundCloud? SoundCloud,
1: yeah. If you got SoundCloud, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a few. I got. I, I have one called Chase and Tail. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'd, I'd love to play a clip of one because here's just uh, sent
1: you a link. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the,
0: the first one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the meal the on meal <laughs> uh. <laughs> 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 it. <laughs> Did you ever listen to this? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Every once in a while, I listen to it. It's it's funny when somebody else is saying the words or something. So it's like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was (laughs) a... Me and Adam, we we pretty much went crazy with that one. How long did that take a Uh, Thinking like just the recording part of it itself. It was like a couple hours. We was just running around being silly. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Because this recording quality is actually awesome on this YouTube video. Well, he he did some editing and stuff to it. The editing process took a little bit longer, but just us recording that stuff, it was like... We just kind of flew through it, and he know a lot of people. He live out in California, so he know a lot of people out there that that work in film. So they was able to give us tips, help us out.
0: All right, there was the zip ties thing. <laughs> so
1: the, what's the deal with the zip ties? I'm not so sure I understand. The zip tie. It was crazy because me and Adam, like I said, I was out. We filmed that in California, and we was out there with a group called Lux Paws, and we was doing some trapping. And I think we got about. I don't know, maybe twelve cats or something like that. I think we had trapped, and it was this one gray cat. We were moving them to transport them to take them to get fixed, and I don't know how, but this cat shot out of the trap. I don't, the, I don't even remember what type of trap it was. It's, it's not a trap that I was familiar with, that I normally use, so it was weird that the cat was able to just dart out and run off. Which is this is horrible because it's hard to re-trap cats. So it was bad. And I just remember the one, our friend Jackie from Lux Paws, the first thing she said was in that sample in that song, we actually sampled her saying that, oh, my God, I did zip tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) the zip tie is actually a, a, you know, you put a zip tie around a certain part of the trap to prevent the cat from being able to dart out like that. So me and Adam just thought that was hilarious. The oh my god I did a zip tie. And it's a good reminder to remember the zip tie <laughs> when you're using those type of traps. So we just ran all the way with it. Oh my god, I did a zip tie. I got a shirt that says, Oh my god, I did a zip tie. <laughs> I'm still a little curious about the process that you go through. So you'll
0: you'll do the trapping, but you're not doing the surgery.
1: No, 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 no. no, Not doing surgery. I do. And and usually how it starts before I even get to actually trapping in is I go to the community, the neighborhood, the area. Like if it's an apartment complex, I try to go in and do a presentation for the management office so they can see and understand what I'm doing and also educate them on it and why it's important. If it's just a neighborhood, I'll try to go and do a presentation for the HOA because I've had to learn that the hard way. I just ran out there and did it, and then people are like, "Uh, what are you doing over here? <laughs> What's going on? This isn't cool." So, at least this way, I can come out anytime, and people know why I'm out there. So that's the first thing I do is try to explain to people exactly what I'm doing and why it's important. And then I go out, I set the traps. I'll usually hang out until I fill the traps. That's why. I stay in my conversion van. I can just hang out in the back, wait till I get those traps filled. And then I take them, uh, after I get the cats, then I take them the next morning to Atlanta Humane. But I don't do the actual surgeries. Atlanta Humane, uh, the vets up there, they hook me up, they do the surgeries and they spay, neuter, vaccinate, and they give me the rabies, uh, rabies tag. Let me know if it's a boy or a girl, roughly the age. And take it from there. After that, they heal for about, I usually let males heal for 24 hours and females heal for 48 hours before I return them back. And that's just to make sure that they're able to be running around and they're not still hurt or woozy from the sedation. So how many cats are coming through your
0: service each week,
1: about, approximately? I don't know. I've done, man, I've been out here. I know I'll say, what, should be about nine, at least nine a week. Yeah. Yeah, probably more. And it it usually depends on the weather. Like, if it's raining really hard, I don't trap when it's raining really hard. It washes the food out, it probably set the trap off. So, and how many years have you been doing this? I say about eight now. I did, I worked for a shelter rescue called Lifeline for about five years and then probably three years on my own. When I worked for the shelter, I was, whew, I was really booming. You had access to a ton of traps. Vets and everything, so I could go out and do stuff like grab fifty cats in the night and then oh just God. set up, <laughs> set it up so where the vets come in in the morning and they just go ahead and get the surgery. So yeah, those five years with the rescue, I, I was able to do a whole lot, and then eight more on your own. Well, five uh, with the oh, okay. rescue and then three, uh, three more on my own. Okay. Well, if I go with
0: your original number, I just use my calculator to see how many cats you've helped. And it's over four thousand, and that was based on nine a week. Yeah. And so, Sterling's helped thousands and thousands of cats, uh, made a big impact on TNR. So, go buy some merchandise yeah. at Trap King. Thanks, thanks. Are there cats that you remember from all the cats? Do any cats stand out?
1: Oh yeah, I got it's a bunch of them that stand out. I had one that got somehow when I was returning this 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 guy, this orange tabby. We was I was returning him, about to take him back. To his colony and I was on the highway on 285 and somehow he got out of the trap in the back so I'm on the van I'm in the van on the highway and this is feral cat loose in the back of the van and I'm like I can't just pull over this cat's about to to die on this highway this cat about to scratch me up but he I don't know why he just came ran up to the front jumped in my lap and just sat on me like the sweetest cat in the world which is it was weird cuz then I was like, man, do I even need to take you back? Like cuz he was so nice, but the people the people that feed that colony, they did want him back. But I do go check on him often because he just he was too cute. That was he really stood out with me. And then there's a couple other ones that was some sad situations that stand out of course. There's yeah. always some sad ones where I had a mama how I learned how I do 48 hours for females, but I learned if there's a spay abort uh, a lot of times, if a mother is pregnant, the veterinarian will recommend that the babies are aborted and the mom is still spayed. So during that pro- with that process, the mom would need more time to heal, and uh, that's one of the situations. That I thought three days was long enough. I thought she was good, but when I was letting her out of the trap, she kind of stumbled out, and I just ran and grabbed her and put her back in the trap, which is something you never really do because these cats will tear you up and. I, <laughs> I did get it a little bit, but I was too afraid to let her run out stumbling like that and be weak. So I wanted to keep her another day. So I grabbed her and put her back in the trap. And she let me have it for it too. (laughs) I paid for it, but I was able to keep her for a couple more days. And then she was healed and really good when I finally let her out.
0: So are you tempted to bring a lot of cats into your home, into your living situation, or is it very limited because (laughs) of the space? Oh,
1: yeah. Let me tell you, that's another reason why I stay out of my conversion van. I had a house before, and I had cats in every room. I had a (laughs) seven-bedroom house, and I had either a friend... Renting out a room or a cat in every room. More cats than friends. <laughs> I had, I, my friends was there so they could help pay some of that rent because this is it's a nice size house. But every room, it was like, I got a mom and a litter in this room. I got two cats that need to be socialized in this room. No, I'm, now I'll stay out of my van. I don't even have the room. I, I can't fit any more cats but my personal cats. I got Bowie and Demeter Joe, and that's it. But I, I do, I still <laughs> do run into a bunch of them that I want to keep. But that's how you got to stop yourself. You got to force yourself not to do it. I don't have a (laughs) rule. One of the
0: tough questions is the issue of performing such an invasive procedure on these animals. I wouldn't want to be spayed or neutered, right? I guess it'd be neutered for me. (laughs) Uh, Have you wrestled with this as kind of a dilemma of you exerting quite a bit of power over these animals and how did you decide that this was something that was not only that you would do but it was actually very
1: important? I, I've started to tell people a lot too that I'm not just a, a advocate of TNR I'm a advocate for humane solutions for cats so if it was a way better than TNR you know I would I would be willing to go with that I don't think it's necessarily the you know the best thing in the world who would want that to just be spayed or neutered like that, but the alternative is death. So if the alternative is 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 death and euthanasia because the overpopulation has gotten out of control, then it brings me back there. And I, I even I had a guy, I had a gentleman with his cat. He has an indoor outdoor cat, and trying to get the cat fixed, he he doesn't want me to fix the cat. I and mean, his reason was because you know he don't want his cat losing his manhood. To that to that point, which is was hilarious to me. I'm really planning on doing a documentary soon where I'm actually gonna go get fixed with my cats and to just completely debunk that whole thing. Like, cause I'm probably not gonna have any children anyway. It's it's just me and my cats, so <laughs> but I don't I just don't think I don't see it to be a bad thing. I don't think it's again losing your masculinity or nothing like that. But I have battled with the whole thing, all like trying to wrap my head around it. Is it yeah. right? Is it cool? Would you want it done? And I'm thinking like, well, actually, yeah, I I would. (laughs) I think I am gonna get fixed, yeah. So, (laughs) but I've thought about that a lot because it's they don't know. That's I think
0: the that's I think the difference too is is you are making the choice to go get yeah. uh, You're making the decision to do that to your own body, but we have power over them, and we're doing it to them. And I think that's where I get in this place where I agree with you that it's the in our current situation. Likely the best solution, or and it's not a solution. Likely the best approach. Yeah, yeah. To help to actually helping cats, but it's not without its own dilemma. Yeah, yeah. I guess in that sense,
1: it's still a, it's still it's 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 tough. It's tough to wrap around it, but it is because of where we've allowed the overpopulation to go. It is. It's not. It's not their option. They don't have a choice. It's not like we can talk to them and say, "Hey, this is why we're doing this." They have no idea. So. But with the alternative being what it is, that's that's where we come. But it's 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 difficult. Even the spay abort situation that I was telling you about—that's a tough situation. That's basically What's that? that's a mom who's pregnant. If I yeah, I yeah. trap cats and the mom is gotcha. pregnant, she goes to the vet. The veterinarian is recommending, and most times they'll just do it—a spay abort. They abort the babies and then still fix the mom. That's tough to wrap your head around. But if they don't abort those kittens what happens to those kittens? I can't keep them. I, it's it's so hard. Everybody's so, the, every rescue shelter is filled up to the, you know, to the brim with cats. It's nowhere to take the kittens. So what do you do? That's like some of the the things that I think cause the burnout and compassion fatigue too. You go through that, you make that decision, you, you, you play judge and jury like that so many times. So I think that's that's somewhere where the compassion fatigue and burnout definitely comes up with. And I. there's something okay. that you don't. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's like, man, I, I don't, I don't want to do this in this situation. I want to go ahead and take all of these kittens. And then what are you going to do with all these kittens? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with all these kittens?
0: Yeah, it seems like a compassion fatigue is something that's on your mind it doesn't help that people in the what might be called the caring professions oftentimes get paid the least as well. So how do you wrestle with compassion fatigue and, and the other types of issues that come with being in, a, a I guess, a caring profession?
1: Well, that's, that's the thing where, again, where Trap King comes into play at because I try to make it fun. I try to have fun with it. Um, a lot of the videos and stuff I do, I do the rap songs, and I'll have the cats coming out to the rap songs. I try to do some funny stuff, and that's how I deal with it. I, I relate back to my entertainment roots. For me, it's still therapeutic to know that I'm helping. Yeah, it's still, it's still a therapeutic thing to feel like, because I came from an abusive background growing up, so to feel like I'm helping, it helps me at the same time. But I'm I'm forever trying to do something silly, goofy, or something. <laughs> if you see the trap van with all these cats on it, that within itself is hilarious. Just this guy pulling up with rims on this decked out cat van and I hop out with my nails painted looking crazy. So it's like, (laughs) that's all the type of stuff that I do to try to keep it fun, exciting and not just, you know, sad all the time.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure.
1: You've helped thousands of cats, made rhymes.
0: There's maybe a documentary coming. What else is in store?
1: Uh, next up, also in store man, what one of the main things that I wanna do is, like I say, I grew up in an abusive household. I've dealt with gangs, gang violence, and things of that nature, and the reason I started saying with gangs is because you got a lot of a lot of young people that grow up and they come from backgrounds like me to where they don't wanna go home, like going home is horrible because it's abuse there is crazy. So you end up staying outside or you try to get into something else, be a part of something like a gang. I want, I'm hoping that I can do a fraternity or sorority based on community cat care and TNR to where it's like Sons of Anarchy meets TNR. Like you got the leather jackets with patches for the amount of lives you save. Just, you know, make it look real cool and dope. But it's, we actually out here doing TNR and helping cats. So if I could transition that to the world of rescue, I think it would. It'd be kind of cool. Have you ever worked on Georgia Tech's campus with the cats? No, we have some I, cats I think here. I if came you, out here and caught some before, yeah. but I never really, I didn't speak to or do a presentation or anything like that. But I have been out here, I have yeah. been out here and caught some traps and cats before.
0: Yeah, we had a couple living right outside. And so, are they here too? Uh, you know, ear-tip? I didn't get close enough to see them. Hmm. Um, they would kind of hide out under the dumpster and there was a lot of construction. So I'm not sure if they're still right in this area, but people would feed them as i know you mentioned yeah, other people yeah. feed them Do most of these Do most of these communities have i guess they've called a caretaker or yeah. something along those
1: lines oh yeah it's always a feeder it's rarely do you have a situation where it's a bunch of cats and it's not a feeder i mean you will have the big dumpsters and they'll they'll scavenge in the dumpster and stuff like that if the cats are coming around if you got a bunch it's usually a feeder and then you got a cat hater or somebody that hates that feeder so that's that's usually yeah. the the basis of the situation, but the feeders is is good to know them and get them to understand quick too, because they could they could make or break your TNR situation. I've had feeders where they love the cats, they want to help the cats, but they don't understand that I need them to stop feeding for a day or two so that the cats will respond to the food in my traps. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes it's hard for them to understand that. So
0: I also know that you wrote a children's book about TNR as well. So that seems kind of kind of silly to me. Uh, I haven't read the book. I think I'm going to have to. How yeah. did you come up with that idea, and why are you marketing TNR to children?
1: Well, yeah, I did, and it's crazy. I never thought that I'd be writing a children's book, but yeah, uh, me and my aunt, who's an author, Elisa Lee, uh, we sat down and came up with a book called Marvin Trap King for a Day, and it's a children's book about TNR. And it's a story where a young guy, he goes out, he finds a stray cat, and he learns throughout the course of the story the correct way of handling that situation as far as a stray or feral cat. And I did that because I want to teach the compassion young. Uh, you teach the compassion at a young age uh, with something like cats. Yeah. I, I think for kids, that's it's good not just for animals, but period, going forward in life later on. I think it helps them with being compassionate adults. So I wanted to get children into it too. And then the children, as you know, they get the parents going. So <laughs> if the kids, if the kids come home and they like, Mom, Dad, look, this TNR, it's TNR, it's TNR, they're gonna have to, the parents will eventually have to be like, okay, who is this trap guy this TNR <laughs> mess they keep talking about? So <laughs> At the risk of of offending you, I have
0: composed a rhyme, and if it doesn't go well, I'm going to blame it on our poor microphone, but actually it's because I'm one of the whitest people you've probably ever met. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I'm wondering if you could give me a beat, a
1: beat, okay, okay and then okay. I
0: could share with you the rhyme that I've written, and then if it really goes well, you could kind of connect me with the different labels and such from back in your, <laughs> your music days, because grad school is really not paying much.
1: I might, have to, I, I might have to hook you up with my homeboy Jeremy Benton. We gonna see, we gonna see what kind of beat. Kind of... <laughs> is it a so, beat
0: box or how do I do it? Okay. Well, well, I don't know. You have to tell me. I, I've never done this before. So, so here's what I got. It's really, really not good. Okay. <laughs> you can't mess it up worse than I'm going to. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just
1: Okay, we just gone. One kitty. Oh wait. That's like a slower beat, right? Yeah, it's a little yeah, it's a little slower. So how do slower. I do I just go slower? Oh yeah, yeah. If you, I mean, with that, I think yeah. Just
0: do just, it slower, because yeah. I was thinking something more like one kitty, two kitty, three kitty, four. That's faster. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're thinking, how would you do it?
1: I, you know, it's 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 uh it's weird with me because it's written. So I'm like, I I try not to write it. I try to just feel it. So it all it would usually depend on the beat for me. Well, I'm I'm very white. <laughs> You will be surprised. Listen, you will be surprised how many times I've been in the studio with people that say they do rap and what you just did was better than anything they did. You will be surprised. You would be very surprised. Okay, well let me try going with okay. your pace. Okay, okay. okay and then okay. we'll maybe we'll just figure out what's better. Let me try. I'm going to try to speed it up a little bit. Too. Okay. okay.
0: One kitty, two kitty, three kitty, four. Trap King goes snip snip. Trap King goes clip clip.
1: Hey! <laughs> <laughs> hey! Now, when y'all hear me come out with a song and I got him sampled on it like the zip tie thing. <laughs> oh, please no.
0: Oh, please no.
1: Oh, goodness. I
0: don't know that it would get better if we tried again. <laughs> That was good, man. I'm telling you, you'd be surprised. You would be surprised. <laughs> well, good. Well, seriously, thanks for coming and talking with me. This is super helpful for me. But also thanks for everything that you're doing. Uh, as I think it's really helpful for
1: literally thousands of cats out there. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for another opportunity to spread the word to some folks that's probably like, I still don't understand this crazy cat guy, but <laughs> 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 thanks for helping me spread the word. Maybe we'll do this again sometime. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Probably get together and do some more raps, cat raps. Oh, for sure, for sure. I'll keep practicing. All right.
0: One kitty, two kitty, three kitty, four. With TNR, mom don't have no more. Trap king goes snip snip. Trap man goes clip clip. The best way to manage feral cats is a complicated issue. The Trap King, however, definitely convinced me that in some circumstances, trap-neuter release is probably the best approach we have right now. But I also want to continue to see if there are even better ways to show care and respect for all the cats and all the other animals that have to exist in a human-centered world. The Silly Curious Podcast is committed to talking about non-human animals because way too often a lot of people just assume that humans are the most important, most special animals in the world. When people think humans are so special or more important, then it comes to seem natural for other animals to be controlled and exploited. The silly curious podcast combines silliness and curiosity to make learning more fun. You can learn more and support the project over at curiositiespodcast.org. upcoming guests of the show include Billy Eilish, bernie sanders and spongebob squarepants so please subscribe now so you don't miss anything and please 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 help out by sharing the show with someone you know